We're having open and honest conversations about mental health and well-being. We should talk about it with Myra Ansari on Wave Now. Good morning, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me here on Wave Now. I'm Myra Ansari with Dr. Stephen Taylor from UofL Health Peace Hospital. And today, uh, this is our podcast where we talk about mental health. So this is a little timely because we're a week out from Halloween mm-hmm. and all things spooky are kind of going around in our area. And it sparked an interesting conversation. Like, are we, do our brains want to be spooked? Are we, does something happen to us when we get scared? Right. And then for some of us, why do we feel like we need to have that? Okay. You know, there's certainly a lot of people who do not like horror movies. Yep. They're not going to get on a roller coaster. Uh, they they do not want to be frightened. They don't want to go into haunted houses or haunted car washes. Or watch or, a scary movie. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, so there are a lot of people who don't want to have anything to do with that. But okay. then there are a lot of people who do. And the question is, so why? Okay. why? Why do we like being frightened? And I think there's some psychological reason for that. Okay. I mean, I think in some ways there's a there's a draw to, to deal with feelings that we don't like to deal with inside ourselves, mm-hmm. but we can externalize them in horror movies or ways that that happens, haunted houses or that way, or ways that happen. And then kind of Halloween in general is sort of a fun way of having that happen too, where we take things that really frighten us, that truly are scary to us, and externalize them. It's as if we're not dealing with it inside of ourselves, we're dealing with it outside. Interesting. Like watching a movie. Okay. Watching a scary movie. Nobody's going to hurt you, but the movie's scary. And there's the fear of being injured or harmed um, in the in the horror movie. And that's it's sort of a, the melodrama of internal experience that gets externalized. Sometimes it's easier for us to deal with it that way. That is a phenomenon we see psychologically pretty often with patients and a lot with a lot of feelings, not just about being frightened, but a lot of feelings can get etern- externalized that way. Interesting. Um, does something happen to our brains when we get spooked like that? Well, yeah, certainly we have a, a release of um, stress hormones like cortisol, which is one of the hormones that we experience in stress uh, that gets released when we're frightened. And it can have a damaging effect. There was actually a study done years really? ago. A yeah. damaging effect? A damaging effect, yeah. So there was a study done with rats many years ago. Okay. And, uh, and so you, you put a rat in a cage by himself with nothing or with nothing, just the rat and the cage, and you stress him, like put a cat in front of him or something, you know, to stress the rat. And so when they when they look at an animal like the rat that's been stressed and they look at his organs after he's not living anymore, they can see a lot of damage to the organs. The stress does a lot of damage. The heart, they have heart disease, they've got liver problems, they've got issues with their kidneys, a lot of problems with their bodies. Hmm. Now you put a rat with a bunch of toys in a cage and do the same kind of stress, what you'll see is the rat will just go crazy tearing up the toys. I mean, he will just rip them up. Less damage to organs after they've been autopsied. Two rats in a cage together, they'll attack each other and really tear into each other, and their organs look kind of normal after their autopsy, after they've been stressed. So having stress hormones that we don't have a way to deal with them is damaging to us. And, you know, I think in some ways, horror movies, roller coasters, haunted houses, 
Halloween are kinds of ways that we deal with that kind of internal stress hormone stuff. That's very interesting. It, it externalizes it and makes it less damaging. And it's kind of a fun and healthier way to do it than for us to attack each other. I mean, physically attacking each other is not a good thing. No, we no. Don't, we don't recommend that for anybody. Okay. But, um, but having outlets like Halloween, um, you know, scary movies, roller coasters, those are ways that we actually externalize those feelings in a way that doesn't damage us. Interesting. So is this why I kind of like all the, the gore in, in TV shows and all the uh, crime shows? Is that my way of dealing it, with it? In a way, yeah. In a way, it kind of externalizes that internal stress. So, so just from a physiological standpoint, I think we see that with it. But I think from an emotional standpoint, too, there are feelings that we can have, you know, as human beings that are hard for us to hold on to. And we can externalize those too. And, you know, haunted houses, scary movies, those things are ways of externalizing those internal fears that are hard for us to hold on to and deal with in ourselves. Okay. Um, it's true of things like anger. It's true of things like, um, uh, it could be any feeling, longing, missing, you know, missing somebody mm -hmm. or being alone or being lonely. We can externalize a lot of those feelings and, and act as if somebody else around us is having the feeling instead of us dealing with it for ourselves. Okay. I mean, how often have you been with somebody who's really angry mm -hmm. and is acting in a way that's angry and you're saying to them, why are you so angry? And they're saying, well, I'm not angry. Mm -hmm. You're angry. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's what, that's what they'll say to you. And it's like, well, this is a feeling they can't tolerate holding for themselves and they're externalizing it. They're acting as if somebody else is doing it. While it's pretty clear to all of us that, that they've, got the, they've got the issue themselves. So it's kind of like that. It's okay. kind of like having feelings that are hard to hold on to for ourselves, and these vehicles give us external ways to play play with it. So it's okay. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Okay. It's not a bad thing to be able to play with those feelings that are hard to hold on to. It's it's important if we could understand that that's what we're doing, so that we could do more with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's it's sort of um it's sort of a healthy way to release some of those um, feelings that are hard for us to hold on to. So that good scream in that haunted house may be just a way of relieving some of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're letting go of something. Something that's right. interesting. All right, yeah. if you have a question for Dr. Taylor, please share it with us here on um, the uh, Facebook Live uh, chat here. I just also want to make sure you all can hear us because somebody said we were having some audio issues earlier. So hopefully there aren't any and you all are hearing this interesting conversation because, um, you know, when someone says like, oh, you like to watch those dramas on Netflix that are just so gory, you know, why, you know, and sometimes it's just kind of like, okay, my problems aren't so bad. Like you watch some of that <laughs> right. or, or, you right. know, you think something, uh, but then, you know, going into a haunted house and just kind of yelling and screaming and just letting that tension go because you've, Right. You know, can help a little bit. Yeah, you know, watching a TV show that has um, violent images is in and of itself not a problematic issue. It could be dealing with the melodrama of our own trauma or our own whatever we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And the show is just a vehicle for letting that out and expressing it. I think in some ways the controversy about violent video games has been a big issue yes. topic for quite Absolutely. a while. And I think in some ways it's, it's a 
little bit like which comes first, the chicken or the egg, mm -hmm. you know? Does mm -hmm. the violence follow because of the games or is there something else going on? And while it's a very complicated topic and I think there's a lot going on in it, I think one of the things is it is an outlet for some people. It, mm -hmm. does, it does allow them to deal with feelings and experiences that are stuck inside that they don't know how to deal with. I mean, as a therapist, I'm always looking for these kinds of things to see what are my patients struggling with and how are they dealing with it? What do we need to talk about? And, you know, one of those issues can be, you know, are you playing a lot of violent video games? Well, are there internal feelings that you can't talk about that we need to deal with mm -hmm. and, and be able to express? Because it can be a way of letting people know what's going on on the inside and what needs to be talked about. The same can be true about Halloween and horror movies and yeah. roller coaster rides and all those things, there could be some internal feelings that can be problematic and really do need to be talked about that these things are giving some expression to uh, that relieves some of the stress and anxiety and pain. But we still we still have some work to do. Mm -hmm. You know, there can still be something in there for us to really work with and deal with. Is it a way though of masking the issue? You may not want to It can be, you know. Sure. It can certainly be that too. Like the example of the angry friend who's like yelling and screaming and you're saying, Why are you so angry? And them saying, I'm not angry, you know, that that is definitely Definitely some denial of not seeing what's going on and mm -hmm. what they're really feeling and it can be that it's a very complicated phenomenon but I think that there's also there is something playful in it too it's not all bad so you know if you like walk, watching The Walking Dead on TV it's not all bad mm -hmm. even if most people are not gonna want to watch a show like that sure but, sure. but, but you know there there could be something being expressed that helps, it's like an outlet. Mm -hmm. um, I think monitoring yourself and then maybe listening to what others, if somebody's noticing, hey, uh, you're getting a little too consumed with this or yeah, for sure. you know, listening to that right. advice and yeah, taking a moment. Yeah. There, could, there could be something internal being reflected that we don't get to see or that we're not seeing. Okay, uh, Barbara uh, Marie Russell asked, uh, doesn't scary events cause long-term damage to the mind? It can. Okay. That, that can also be true, too. So, but it's also, too, you know, a scary event. Like, again, if I'm sitting in a movie theater watching a movie, I'm safe and I know I'm safe. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a situation where something terrifying is happening, then I don't have the same feeling that I'm safe. I could be in danger. Something bad could happen to me. And that's a real present reality. And that's going to have a very different experience. Uh, effect. And certainly an exposure to a traumatic situation can cause real lasting impact on both the brain and the mind. Uh, and we know that, that the amount of exposure to a traumatic um, experience can have much more of an impact. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about if you remember um, a decade or so ago those Chilean mines that were the miners that were stuck in the mine for like 90 days, the, yeah. 30, the 33 yeah. miners. So, so they were stuck in this mine with the real threat of loss of life. They really were thinking they could die in that mine. And they were there for quite a long time. When they came out of the mine, all but one of them developed post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, so the amount of time of exposure has a real impact on the mind and the brain. And so there was a real lasting impact there. Mm -hmm. Scary events can change the mind. And scary events that have a real threat of personal danger or risk to life 
can change the mind. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about here with like Halloween and with the movies and so on is a way of taking the real risk away from you. You're not really in danger, but you get to experience the scariness without it having that negative impact on your mind. That's more of a release of something than it is experiencing something traumatic that can have an, an impact. I think it's important to get that distinction uh, because, yes, you know, like the question here is a scary event, a scary situation that you experience personally that does have the risk of really causing you injury is very different from, you know, going to a haunted house where you know you're going to be safe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to ask this correctly or if it's going to make sense. So um, when you have an individual who struggles with uh, determining fact from fiction, you know, they, mm -hmm. they watch, I don't know, a, a scary movie over and over and over and over again and feel like that is more reality mm -hmm. than what life really is, yeah, what that, do you do? Well, Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. And yes, that would be a real problem. Uh, reality testing, being able to tell what's real from what's fantasy is an important aspect of um, healthy living and a healthy mind. And having difficulty making that distinction is an indication that something problematic is happening. If fantasy becomes a replacement for reality, then that is something that needs to be looked at and examined and, uh, and addressed. Um, to be able to distinguish what's, what's real from what's fiction um, is an important aspect of having a healthy mind. And I think that's also part of what makes things like Halloween for some people very fun because it is fantasy mm -hmm. and they know it's fantasy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't become a substitution for reality. Mm -hmm. It's when those things get conflated that, that we start to see problems. What if something uh, it, it, Halloween related, uh, whether it's gory or horrific, is a trigger for someone for something scary that maybe did happen in yeah, their that, life. Yeah, that can be for sure. Yeah. You know, one of the things we know from our um, understanding of psychological illness is that sometimes the traumatic event itself does not cause post-traumatic stress disorder. It's some triggering event that happens later that rekindles it, uh, that, that, that causes the psychological problems to ensue. This was an observation Freud made 150 years ago. He was noticing that, that his patients, some of his patients, could experience a trauma early in life and not be affected by it. It wouldn't be until later in life when they experienced something else that triggered the memory where that they would start having symptoms and start to have issues. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the traumatic experience itself is not the trigger. It's something that happens later that rekindles the memory that becomes the trigger for mm. the trauma. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good question, Brenda. I appreciate you asking that. And um, Dr. Taylor, what else should we keep in mind when it comes to this time of year? Well, I mean, this time of year, it's Halloween. We can have fun with it, and it's okay to have fun with it. If you're not one of the people that wants to have fun with it, that's also okay. Yeah. Uh, but that it's okay, you know, for the people that enjoy watching their scary movies and going to the haunted houses, that it's not in and of itself a pathological phenomenon. It's a way of expressing and dealing with those scary feelings that we all have. Mm -hmm. And if you're on, if you're on that boat with those folks, that's fine. And if you're not, that's okay too. Okay. So, um, save with children, if they're terrified of, you know, the, the goriness of Halloween, the spooky characters, how do you address that? I know that's kind of, uh, 
going off the, the other end, but I kind of encountered that yeah. at, at my kid's school this weekend. Right? You know, this child had a complete meltdown over a, a scary mask, and mm. the mom kept mm -hmm. trying to say, it's just a mask, it's just a mask, it's not real, it's, right. you know, what are yeah. your classmates? Yeah. How do you address that? Well, like the mom did, reassure them, this is not real, it's just, it's just play. Um, and don't force them into something that's frightening. You know, if, if the child does not want to be at a Halloween party where people are dressed up in scary costumes, don't drag them there thinking, well, if you just go, you'll have fun. Mm -hmm. Because that's just going to make the matters worse for them. You know, find, what, what do they want to do? Mm -hmm. You know, well, maybe you have a child who wants to have like a pirate party where everybody's dressed as pirates. That's okay. fine. You know, yeah. whatever. You know, kind of meet them where they are and help them experience their own kind of fun in their own way and don't force them into something that really doesn't fit them. Okay. All right. Well, that's good advice there. Did we cover it all? Well, uh, can we cover it all? Maybe. Maybe we did. <laughs> yeah. We covered a lot. Yeah, we did. I yeah. think that was an interesting discussion because I always wonder why, why am I drawn to this particular topic or why am I drawn to you know, this, and that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, I would say, you know, part of it is it lets us deal with things internal in a way that it's hard for us to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a healthy experience if we sort of understand it that way. And we understand that we're dealing with something that's hard for us to deal with internally. And it can also be kind of the bellwether to let us know, well, what do I need to be working on? Maybe there's something in here that I need to be thinking about yeah. and that I need to work on. So I think that can be a healthy thing, too. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Taylor. It was my pleasure. All right. I'm Myra Ansari with Dr. Stephen Taylor from UofL Health Peace Hospital for We Should Talk About It. Have a great day.